Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. On today's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, we are going to talk about the storms that erupt in a household where there is an abusive partner. We are going to talk about how victims and survivors of domestic abuse must weather the storm that is in their homes and how challenging it can be for them to find a break where the storm calms down enough for them to be able to break away and get to a place of safety where they are able to distance themselves from the storm while knowing that it will rise up again. So this will give you something to relate to, something to help you understand why you might be finding it impossible to manage your situation. But most importantly, we are going to look at the top three things for you to do to get the help that you need to get out and get to safety. Just like when there is a violent storm, if you are caught out in it, you go into survival mode and you go into damage control, trying to protect yourself, protect your children, protect your pets and protect your belongings as best as you can. So every ounce of your energy will be going towards this, but you need to know who you can turn to to be your lifeline in these times. Okay, let's open the door on this week's episode to help you or someone you know find the key to be free. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. So how's the week gone for you? Has it all been smooth sailing or has it been a stormy kind of week? What goes on in your life can be compared to the weather. Sometimes there are good days when the sun is shining and there is a beautiful cool breeze. This might be what an ideal time looks like to be outdoors or to go places freely knowing that the conditions are great. But then there can be stormy days where the wind is howling and the rain is pelting down. This is a time to look for safe shelter. We are not in control of the weather and neither are we in control of other people in our lives or in many of our external circumstances. So what's the point of me talking about the weather right now? Well, being in an abusive relationship is like getting caught in a violent storm that is either brewing or it's lashing out violently or perhaps it's just starting to calm down again. But even when it's calming down, it still doesn't feel safe. And then it goes back to you can feel the storm is brewing again and again it starts to lash out violently. And again, then it will go to calming again and around and around it goes with no lasting breaks in the storm so that those times when it feels calm, you are just putting your energy into hoping that the conditions will remain calm and that hopefully this is the end of the storm. But before long, the storm picks up and becomes violent again. So this is the place where you have an opportunity to leave and move to a safe distance from the storm but we'll talk about why that doesn't happen um, and why it takes women on average 12 times to leave an abusive relationship. So we've established that you're not in control of the storm. You might try and calm the storm 
but you have more than likely got you know so many tricks up your sleeve to try and keep the storm calmed and you more than likely done an absolutely brilliant job to this point of protecting yourself as best as you can you'll have a lot of strategies that you've been practicing to this point to keep you as safe as you possibly can be but you need to have an awareness that you cannot stop the storm. Just like the weather, you're not in control of it. So understanding this is the first really vital realisation that will help you to get out of that hopeful state that the next storm that calms that you can, you know, and you think that you can stick it out where you are and just hope for the best that this is um, going to be okay. And you'll get to this realisation that this is just a, a belief that you have because you're clinging to hope because that's about all you've got right now. So, and this is understandable because, you know, you love the person that is causing all of this havoc in your life. You love the person that represents this storm that I'm talking about. And in your heart of hearts, you would love more than anything to work this out so that your relationship can remain intact. So, that not only, you know, you can survive this storm, but that your relationship can also survive the storm too. And that's the hopeful state that you've been living in because your heart wants everything to be okay. So, and you see these glimpses when the storm calms down of it appearing like it could be okay again. And so this lulls you into this space of hopefulness of really wanting things to be better and wanting things to be okay and why wouldn't you want things to be okay when the things that are going wrong in that relationship and that are hurting you that these things are um you know you don't want more of that and you want things to be resolved so your heart of hearts is going to hunger for those resolutions so knowing that you can't control the storm or make the storm stop being so violent is really the key that you need to gather the courage to do what you need to do, which is to break away from the storm and get to a safe distance. So at this point, you will be fearing that if you are going to break away that the storm will come after you and be more violent than ever and that may very possibly be holding you back from taking the step to get the help that you need to get out and get away now your heart will be telling you to stay and your head will be telling you that it is even more risky for you to try and distance yourself from the storm. Your head will be telling you that you have managed to this point and that there is no other way but to stay and accept your lot. Your head may also be telling you that you are going to be even more vulnerable than what you already are if you are on your own and um, more vulnerable than what you are when you are in that relationship. So these are the fears that bombard you. But these windows where the conditions are calm, they are the time to be prepared to go with whatever you can and just get out. So is that fair? No, okay, it's far from fear. You're right to think that you have a right to your things, but this is the time you must remember. You must remember that things can be replaced, but you and your children cannot. Now, I wanted to stand my ground with the storm of the relationship 
that I was caught up in. I wanted to stay in my home. I wanted to stay in my community. I wanted to stay in my job. I wanted my children to stay in their school. I wanted to keep my friends. I wanted my children to be able to keep their friends. All of these things were our right after all. So leaving is not easy to reconcile. It is extremely difficult to come to that understanding where this is what you need to do, even if it's not fair, even if it goes against your rights, because you need to put your safety first. So it is necessary. It is vital. It is critical. So, for instance, in a fire, there is a point where you can stay and you can defend your home. And then there is a point where you must be prepared to walk away because at the end of the day, the things that you had, the roof over your head, all of these things can be replaced. But you must protect your safety. So the same thing applies to the storm. There is a point where you can stay and weather the storm. And then there is a point where you know if you stay that you are in grave danger. But don't be fooled. Sometimes the storm does not appear to be violent enough to strike you down. But storms can get volatile unexpectedly. You need to get yourself out of harm's way. That's what you need to do. So you may feel too scared to make any radical moves, but you need to muster up every last bit of courage that you have to take this first life-saving step of getting yourself to a safe distance away from the storm. So the reason that I am focusing on this topic this week is because this point was driven home to me again when a very courageous victim of abuse who was in the eye of the storm of an abusive relationship took the opportunity of the tiniest window opening to contact a domestic violence support service to get the help that she needed to get out of there and to a safe distance away. And she left without anything. And her health and her, her life were in jeopardy at that time. And she left knowing that she needed to do this to be able to survive. So without making this bold and this courageous move, she might not have survived. So she was in a terrible position where her life-saving medication was being withheld from her. Now, what is your partner depriving you of that is causing you harm? Have a think about it. Remember, this is a game of power and control. They use their power to disempower you and make you dependent on them for everything. And that's why it is so hard to break away. A person who truly, truly loves you will want you to be empowered and strong and independent and healthy and able. Is that the sort of relationship that you're in? Or is the person that you are with disempowering you, making you weak and dependent on them, making you feel weak? Maybe they're making you sick and maybe they're making it so that it's really becoming impossible for you to function properly in life. So if you've answered yes, please don't wait around for things to get worse and worse because you deserve to get yourself to a safe place. Believe me, if that person really loves you, as they probably are telling you each time after the storm, when the storm is calming, when they're saying their apologies, when they're promising you that they'll never do that again, that they're telling you that you are the love of their life, 
Well, if they truly love you, then they will work on themselves to make themselves worthy of your love. And they will respect your need to distance yourself while they do this behavioural change work because they won't want you to be in harm's way. They know that they have issues that they need to work on first and that your safety is important. Okay, so I hope you know in your heart of hearts that your safety comes first and that you cannot control the storm. And as difficult as this is to come to this place of acceptance about that you can only do your best to protect yourself from coming to more harm from the fallout of the storm that isn't in your control. So what do you do to get to a safe distance when you have only these tiny windows of time that open up where things have calmed down? Maybe it is even that a small window of opportunity like he has left you alone and gone down the street and you know he will be gone for half an hour. Maybe that's your opportunity. Maybe it's something that small. So sometimes you will have had time to think about it and plan for this and other times you won't. Other times you'll know that if you stay that your life is in real jeopardy and that if that window presents itself where he's gone down the street, maybe to go and buy himself some alcohol, then that's your time to get out the door and get somewhere that you can make that phone call that you need to make. So I just want to really emphasise that there will never be an ideal opportunity. There's never going to be a perfect moment for you to go, okay? So this is why you need to look for these tiny windows that are these tiny opportunities and it will be, you know, possibly in those moments where the storm has calmed for a little while and you might be feeling still reeling and feeling really unsafe but and you might even be thinking, well, no, things look like they're going to be okay. He's promised me that things are going to be okay. He's promised me that he's not going to ever do this again. So maybe this is, you know, these is where your hesitations will start coming in and telling you to stay put and stay where you are when what you need to do is you need to get out and get to a safe place. So. Another example is maybe he hasn't got violent and or maybe he has rather, maybe he has got violent and maybe the police have been called and the police have attended and they've given you the opportunity, they've given you that protection and they've connected you with a domestic violence support service. Maybe that is your golden opportunity and it's not going to get any better and even though you are in this state of trauma of what you've just experienced maybe this is going to be your tiny window for you to take hold of that and to connect with that domestic violence support service to break away and to get away so that you're not going to be in the line of fire anymore with that abusive partner or maybe it might be something like a medical appointment that you need to attend and of course you would not be saying anything to your partner about talking to that medical person about anything other than what you're going to see them for but they are in a really good position to help you and um, this is called a gateway they are a fantastic gateway to connect you to the specialist services to domestic violence support services so maybe your another example might be that you're taking a trip to the grocery store just to do your shopping and get your supplies but that 
which is really such an innocent thing to be doing, something that you need to do because you need these things for looking after your partner, maybe that's going to be your golden opportunity. Maybe that's your tiny window to connect to a family violence support service. So can you see the pattern? Every time I have mentioned domestic violence support services, and the reason I have is because these services are everywhere and this is where you can get the right help and support to transition out of an abusive relationship. So I said at the beginning of the episode that I was going to give the top three tips to get the help that you need to get yourself to a safe distance away from the storm. So if you are feeling confused about who to turn to, when you are in an abusive relationship, which is very, very common. You know, when you're caught up in that abusive relationship, you probably haven't even heard the term domestic abuse or family violence. That kind of vocabulary might be completely foreign to you. And it's only once you connect with these services that you start hearing that this is what you should be looking for. This is the type of support that you should be connecting to. So I am hoping that there will be women who will listen to this episode. I'm hoping that um, you, if you are in a cycle of abuse, that somehow you are going to find this podcast. And this is one of the, you know, the very... Um, like my major motivation, one of my most major motivations for creating this podcast was to create an audio platform where women could tune in safely and receive information about what to do when they're caught in a cycle of abuse to help them to understand that the types of things that are happening to them are actually abuse and that they are in a risky situation if they stay. So it's very, very hard to, you can't look through, you know, into a crystal ball and see when that time will be that your abusive partner is going to snap. You don't know. You're not in control of that. And you're not in control of how quickly things will escalate either. And you, if you stop and you think about it, you will see that over the course of time that you've been in this relationship, that things are progressively getting worse. And this is what happens in the cycle of abuse is that things will get progressively worse. But that doesn't mean that you can stay in there indefinitely. It just means that there is going to be a moment where you are going to see that you have no alternative but to leave that person and get yourself to a safe distance from that person. So what happens after that is you taking care of you. Then if you are meant to be in that relationship, then that person will take that opportunity of you being a part to work on themselves and to change themselves so that they can be a person who um, is going to be treating you in the way that you deserve to be treated. So this, but you will know that this is the step that you need to take. You need to basically have a line in the stand and you or you need to see that there's a door there's a door that you live behind you need to see that you have to open that door and walk out of that door to get yourself to a safe distance whether that means that you're you know able to move your whole household and get somewhere else that's you know possible and that's something that I managed to do Um, but I did sacrifice a lot along the way and I did go into hiding five times, leaving all of my worldly possessions in my home just to get myself and my children into a safe place and create that safe distance for us before I was able to make an actual physical relocation and get us 
packed up and moved physically to another um, another community. So you don't know exactly what you're going to have to do, but the first thing you have to be prepared to do is to get yourself to a safe distance. So I'm emphasising that what your all your belongings and everything that they really play such a secondary role in this. The first thing to do is to take care of your safety to get yourself and your children to a safe place. But I want you to understand that domestic violence and family violence support services they play an absolutely crucial, critical role in helping women and children to navigate a safe path away from an abusive person. Okay, so you won't know exactly what that service is going to be able to do for you, but you have to take a leap of faith and know that they are connected to be and designed to be there to help you to first get yourself to a safe place and then to help you tr to transition. So as I said, they play an absolutely vital role in helping victims and survivors to get out and get to a safe place and then to get the support that they need to transition. So there are connections that will be made for you to counsellors, counsellors to help you with the trauma of what you've been through. And then there's a social worker that will be appointed to you to help you with getting your practical needs met and looking at what you need to do to legally protect yourself from harm. So how do you find that number to call when you are living in a house where you have no privacy and you know that this will be a major trigger to increase the risks to your safety? How do you do the research online when you know that you are being surveilled, that your every move online is being stalked? What do you do? So I've got a few tips because even, even that thing of the first thing I would, you know, say is just call a domestic violence support service. But how do you find that number? How do you know who to call without you need to be able to research to find who that is for you in your area. Now, in the episode notes, I actually have a list of um, of crisis support services for Australia. So anybody who is listening to this, if you live in Australia, you one thing you can do is you can access this crisis support list and there's a whole bunch of numbers there that you can, will be able to help you and get you on this path to breaking free and getting you into a safe space. But I'm going to go through a list with the scenario that it is not safe for you to make that phone call or using your phone or that it's not going to be safe for you to be researching for that number online. So here are the top three ways for you to get the help that you need. The first one is to ask a friend that does not have any contact with your partner to research the number for a domestic violence support service for you and for them to make the call or for you to call from your friend's phone. Now, this conversation that you have with your friend should be a face-to-face -face conversation, not one that's done on the phone. So if you go about it this way, then you're not going to have any record of this on your phone that is going to trigger your partner. So you've got to be prepared to follow through with the advice at this time that comes from the Domestic Violence Support Service when you speak with them. So if this means going to a refuge after that call, then you need to be ready to go. And I don't mean you have to have your whole household packed up prior to making this decision to contact your friend. You do what you need to do at that point to keep yourself safe. So if you can see that things are escalating and you need to distance yourself right now from your partner and you can do that by just picking up 
going going and seeing your friend and saying, I need your help. Can you help me find a domestic violence support service? Can we research it through your phone or through your laptop or whatever device? Use their device, not yours. Then make the call from their phone, okay? And be prepared to go even if you're leaving with just the clothes on your back. You will be given what you need with toiletries, with clothing. You will be looked after, okay? So if you have an emergency bag packed, which I, if you go back and you listen to earlier episodes, I have episodes that talk about the things to put aside for yourself to pack a bag that have got things in them like say a week's worth of clothing for yourself and your kids plus having any important documents birth certificates passports um anything that has you know relates to your accounts important information that your immunization records for your children if that is all that information isn't yet uploaded online and you have hard copies of things that you need to take with you that's the sort of thing that you need to have on hand for this is it this may be that I'm never going to be able to step back into this house again so I'm just going to take the essentials it's really breaking it down to just the essentials to just get you by for that first week um that even if you haven't got that don't let that hold you back from leaving if that's what you need to do so there there are things that will be able to be done on the other side once you've distanced, particularly once, you know, police are involved and the domestic violence support service is involved, where you will have their support that you will be able to access your property again with the police there. So to give you the protection that you need, that you deserve, um, because your safety is important and that is what they are there for to serve and protect you so that's where you call upon them for that type of support once you've left so first one is if you have a trusted friend and please this friend who you go to make sure that this friend is not a mutual friend make sure that this is your friend that doesn't have any contact with your partner it's going to help you to stay safer and if you are going, that friend, you cannot even tell your friend where you're going because you can't leave a trail at that point. Um, you can certainly contact that friend in time when you know that you are in a safe place and it is possible for you to reconnect with that friend. But you need to be guided by the domestic violence support services about that kind of thing um, because it is very easy to have your location compromised and they work very, very hard at the only way that you can guarantee having a safe place is to make sure that it is um, confidential, that nobody knows of where this place is. So it has to remain a mystery that doesn't stop you from checking in with people and letting them know that you're okay, but you certainly do not disclose any addresses of where you go to. So the second the second um, gateway for you to go through and way to reach a domestic violence service without leaving yourself compromised using your own devices is through doctors, counsellors, hospitals and anyone working in healthcare. They're a fantastic gateway to get help. So you can go to a healthcare appointment for any number of reasons and you can take that opportunity to talk to them, to tell them that you don't feel safe at home in the relationship that you're in and that you would like to be connected with a domestic abuse support service and that you need their help in doing this so that you will not be leaving a record of contacting this service on your phone. They will completely understand and they'll be very, very happy to be that gateway to that service for you to get the support that you need to stay safe. 
So phones, as I said, they're very often compromised for victims and survivors of abuse. They are often um, have spyware on them that tracks your every move and um, also tracks calls that you make and text messages that you send is, you know, like basically anything that is on your phone, anything that you're doing on your phone, especially locations, you know, they're definitely used to track locations. So this will be another thing that you'll need guidance from the domestic abuse service on. One of the first things that they will provide you with is a new phone and um, there are organisations, there's one in Australia called Wesnet, they provide um, victims and survivors of abusive relationships with free phones so that your old phone that is more than likely got spyware is not going to come with you and leave a trail to where you are. It's really, really important to be prepared to let go of your phone. And I understand that you'll probably have a lot of um, like record, they you, you use your phone for record keeping too. So it is a really important record keeping device, but um, you need to have it checked for spyware and you before you take it anywhere with you that's going to um, leave you compromised or leave your safety compromised and your location compromised. So this is why it's best to use someone else's phone when you make that first important call to a domestic abuse support service, as I said, because your phone may very well have spyware on it and um, you just want to be make sure that, um, that it is not going to lead your ex to where you are going next or it doesn't alert him to what you are doing. So, again, I, you need to be ready to go to a refuge if you feel that this is the safest place for you to be when you first leave the abusive relationship. Now, it's not always the way, you know, um, victims and survivors can manage to navigate away from abusive relationships by going and staying with family, other family members. Sometimes that works. Um, but it may also be too compromising for your family members to take you in. And that is a very, you know, big reason why refuges exist because, um, because it's very well known that it can be very compromising to uh, your family's safety as well as your own if they become um, ensnared in, you know, in helping you to um, get away from that person and giving you another, you know, safe place to be that can then compromise the safety of their own own home. So um, it can work sometimes, but you must always prepare yourself for that scenario of, you know, that last resort of going to a refuge. No one wants to go into a refuge um, it is a last resort for women, but it's one that many women, unfortunately, are faced with needing to use as that critical first step. And just know it's not a forever step, but this is a necessary first step for many women to be able to navigate a safe path away from that abusive person. So the third, the third tip that I have for you um, which can be used, but you need to really gauge and be the best judge yourself of whether or not this is going to be safe for you to do, is Facebook groups. So I'm saying Facebook groups only really that specialise in supporting women in abusive relationships. Now, you know my Facebook group, Rise Up with Tiara's Tears and Triumphs, is a group that can support you in this way. And there will there are many, many other groups that women are members of that are there for, you know, women who are in toxic relationships, narcissistic relationships, recovering from narcissistic relationships. These types of groups are the groups that I'm talking about. So if you're in a group like this, if it is safe for you to contact the administrator of the group and ask them to help you to find 
a contact for a domestic abuse support service in the area that you live in. So they can also help you to find the information that you need. So at best, they might be able to send you a link. But I just want to do, like, give you a bit of a uh, warning with this is just be prepared again to leave the moment that you ask you ask for this information as your partner he may be surveilling your social media so um be very very wary and this is you know sometimes i mean out of desperation we we really need to be connected and it's very difficult to navigate the best and the safest way to connect with people so the social media one, um, just be very cautious if you are using this as a means to gain support. Um, so I try and with the Rise Up with Tiara's Tears and Triumphs group, I'm not always like completely transparent about, uh, you know, in my posts at about abusive relationships um there's a lot of sort of inspirational posts and things that i do because i don't want to have a lot of red flags waving for in case women are being surveilled and it is so this is that you just need to be really on your guard when it comes to your social media and i know it's really important to have this kind of connection through social media where you are connecting in a group with people who are going through what you're going through or have been through what you are going through and have experience with it. It's really, really important. But I just want you to be mindful that it's not necessarily the safest thing for you to be doing because you don't know um, whether you are being surveilled with your social media. So just be very cautious about what you do via this particular channel. So those first two um, tips of where to turn to are really my my preferred recommendations out of the three, okay? But if you are, it's very common for women to become extremely isolated. Um, And we're talking about, you know, very intelligent women who are even professionals and um, they've just been stripped of everything in this abusive relationship uh with the, you know their jobs their independence their livelihood their health um they're pretty much rock bottom because of the abusive relationship they're in and it's very i just emphasize that this can happen to anybody and um and You shouldn't lose your dignity because you have fallen into an abusive relationship. Don't let shame or embarrassment hold you back from getting the support that you need and the support that you deserve because you can rise up again in your life. You can recover who you are. And you can go back to doing what you want to do once you have broken free. And that's the first step that you need to take. So I hope that this has helped. I hope that this has planted those seeds that you would hope that you would never have to act upon And maybe you've been in a place of denial about because denial has been the state that has kept you just ticking over. And or if you, you know, like 
you feel like you're ready to drown in your situation and you've perhaps been treading water for a long time, just getting really, really tired, but knowing if I keep treading, if I keep treading, then I can just keep my head above water and I can just keep breathing and just keep surviving, then this is a good reason to be in this state of denial because you feel so exhausted by what you've, you're going through that you feel as though you don't have that extra bit that you need to do this really challenging thing of navigating to somebody who is going to be able to connect you to a domestic abuse support service. But this, again, as I said before, this is your place to start. This is your first critical step that you need to take. I didn't know for a long time that this was a service that I needed to turn to to be able to turn my life around, to be able to open the door on a new life, a fresh start. But it was and it is for many. So I hope that this has helped you. And most importantly, please stay well and stay safe. Until next time, sending lots of love light and blessings we all go through dark times when we do we often feel alone this is a safe space for you to come and look for some light i'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time i had no voice because i was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program 
provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.